I'm thinking, what are you doing? Like, you're an experienced player, man. Not only are you an experienced player playing a ball which could cause you trouble, you're putting pressure on Banayodu that's just come on. Edo, welcome to another edition of the No Choftes podcast. The league season hasn't started yet, but it's all European games that are. I'm your host, Stel. I've got Roy with me. Ela re. <laughs> I'm good, man. It's been an interesting morning. It's been an interesting yeah, it morning. You know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. we we made our, our debut appearance on a netcast zone. Is that what it's called? Yeah, netcast zone. Yeah, see, uh, I got it right. Yeah, yeah. We appreciate the invitation. It was a good fun. We spoke about our beloved Omonia. We spoke about podcasts. We spoke about trolls. We spoke about... Messi. We Messi, spoke yeah. about, you know... The fans not going to the stadium, reasons behind that. We spoke, we spoke about a lot, man. It's, it's gonna probably be uploaded by this afternoon, so make sure to watch that as well. I'm gonna try and upload this video before he uploads it, so at least people know what we're talking about, you know. So, um, yeah, man. as you can see, I'm wearing the, I'll be wearing the same clothes because I haven't changed. Roy's changed, Roy's yeah, gone yeah, to the yeah. studio, gone home, got changed. I'm like, fuck this. I'm sitting in my in my conservatory with the same clothes on. I've actually got my boxer shorts on, so you're not going to see that. Yeah, but, but I was boiling, man. I was boiling. I was sweating bullets, man. I was yeah. in a studio. and I was So, yeah. Well, you should see what it's like outside, my friend. I'd swap weather right now. If I, uh, I, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> anyway. There you go. See, you in Cyprus, they, they always complain that there isn't enough range. I thought, ah. No, I, wait. For a few days, I w- I would consider it just for a few mm. days, but not but not as not, not, a, not, as not well. a consistent <laughs> level. Yeah, <laughs> don't blame you. Well, look, let's talk about this one uh, 0 victory against Flora Tallinn. Um, you saw the preview I did with the Estonian football lads and uh, Trevor yeah. Elhi. Um, I learned a lot about Flora. So going into the game, I kind of knew what to expect, and they didn't surprise me. I think we played a decent first half. And actually, there was a couple of opportunities in the first half, which we're going to go into in just a bit. Um, but all in all, while it was a scrappy victory, it's a victory in itself. And we go into the second leg with a goal lead. We didn't concede. Not that it matters because away goals don't count anymore. Um, but you being someone who went to the game, um, seeing the lineup, seeing how we played first half and second half, what is your assessment of the game, Philemon? Okay, so uh, the starting 11 were the exact same, if I'm not mistaken, to the way we started the game against Dinamo. The truth is yes, that yes. the the only, uh, not change I would consider, but a possible uh, change was to see 4D in Loizo's uh, position, because Loizo played like as a second striker with Chepa. And I thought that uh, maybe he would... Uh, up to start with uh, Fodi because of his experience mostly, and then keep uh, Loizo on the bench with his enthusiasm, you know, later on when maybe the energy levels would drop, you know, uh, Loizo would come in with, uh, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes. But uh, yeah, there's no surprises. And to be honest, we didn't really have uh, the quantity of, or the quality of players to, to change things a lot around. I mean, looking at the bench, we obviously had uh, out, uh used to, I think, was on the bench, but he only trained a couple of days. That was out like. But this is what teams. I was saying. I was doing the watch along and I was saying, well, Hubachan and, and Lang were two central defenders, and Yusta came in to effectively be Lufner's replacement, but we haven't seen him. So 
What's going on with him? Is he, is he injured? Is he not match fit? I, I, I don't know. It confused me, to be honest. It's not that I've got a problem with Hubachan there, but he might miss his second leg and Banayodo's going to come in. That's something I want to come to later about Banayodo because uh, if there's a couple of things I'd like to keep from yesterday's game, one of them is Banayodo. I really liked him. He seemed very cool, calm and collected. He didn't show his inexperience. Maybe one point, but uh, I like the fact that uh, he seems uh, com- confident and uh, cool when the ball's at his feet and he tried to build the game uh, a couple of times as well, which is something that we're lacking with the defenders we had. I mentioned last week that uh, Lang and uh, Hubachan are players that don't have the quality to push the team up or they're probably going to give the, the ball to safety next to them. Whereas Panayodu, I, I could see like he's got a different style. <laughs> But anyway, uh, about Euste, yeah, Euste came in to substitute Michael, which um, in case people forget, Michael was, for me, the most um, Stateros player we had in the two years because we had people and players who were really good at times. They had their spells, whether that being the beginning of the season, middle of the season, end of the season. But Lufner, for me, in the two years, he was... A no-nonsense player, no Choftes player, was always at the same level. No matter if we were playing Gaimiodisa or we were playing Red Star, he wouldn't fuck about. And uh, in the air, no one could really beat him in the air as well. And that's something that we've mentioned before, that we conceded three goals from headers. And I can't uh, help but think that if Michael was there, if uh, we could avoid these things, but, you know, we, we can't talk about the players who, who aren't there. We can only talk about the players who... who are there and okay you know always in pre-season the intensity of training is a lot higher so you might get some you know knocks or some muscular injuries that keep you out for two three weeks but at this point it's it's really important because that's where you're building match fitness through training and uh, yeah he was out for for a few weeks uh, used there and he only trained a couple of days and it's very unlike um, Berg to trust someone or start someone with just a couple of days of training on their feet. So there's no surprises for me. But like I said, we didn't have Kusu, we didn't have Dura, we didn't have Iyai. Um, So we were limited to players who could have came off the bench and changed it to 40s. Obviously, we had Kaku. It was nice to see Kiko play because, you know, he's, we've mentioned many times that he's a really good player, but he's just unlucky that he plays in a position where he has Lejax. And Leziax yesterday was uh, the only one who's, in my mind, if we played another 90 minutes, he could have played another 90 minutes. He, you could see his energy level was, he was unstoppable. But yeah, like you said, uh, if I have to say about the game yesterday, um, if I'm keeping something, it's the victory, uh, the 1-0 victory, even though uh, it doesn't make me very confident about the second leg on Tuesday. Um, but nonetheless, it's a victory. Uh, the first half, we seem to control the game a little bit more, but it sort of reminded me of Omonia last year when we had our spells, we kept the ball, we weren't really uh, threatened uh, up until the last few minutes. Okay, he, uh, Vasiliev had a couple of shots from outside the box, which, okay, uh, were a bit dangerous, but it was... Uh, mistakes from the middle of the park we, we were a bit sloppy again 
even though saying that I thought Mix uh, defensively had a had a good game. Um, but uh, okay, it was a nice call. Loizo to to Jan and Jan to Marino. It was nice to see that goal. I thought that that goal would have helped us, you know, uh, take some weight off our shoulders and help us play a bit better. We did miss a few chances, but all in all, I think that the the result was fair. It would have been unfair maybe if we scored if, if we won with two goal difference. Uh, uh, Flora is a team that, uh, as we knew, had 20 games under the belt. They played 16 games, I think, for the league in uh, in Estonia, and they had four European games, which, okay, the match, the fitness yesterday, I think, wasn't as evident as the games with Dynamo, because Dynamo, we had to give a lot more energy, you know, and it was a, it was a week and two, respectively, before. So at this at this stage, at the beginning of the of the season, every day, that your training counts. I mean, every, uh, it shows on, on, oh, on the ground. Uh, yeah, so, uh, okay. Uh, we did have some players, obviously, were tired. Maybe it was uh, Sheu and uh, Eric. Uh, Loizo, who I thought was our best player, and uh, he threatened a lot in the first half. He had a lot of energy. He also got tired the second half. Loizo, first half, he wasn't as... Uh, another ball. Any Danny Gadon, yeah, yeah, I thought he had this. Loizo had his best moments from the beginning of the second half up until he got subbed. I, mm. I think that that's where I saw the best of Loizo and his potential. Uh, but all in all, again, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I think that sometimes we have this tendency of. Uh, considering that the most important player is the one who's not playing, and yesterday I. I was I was looking for Kusu. Kusu is a guy that gels the team a lot. He's, he he gets uh, the energy level high. He helps uh, Jordi uh, to be a bit more free to to help maybe a little bit more pushing up. He he can take uh, some some hits. He can give some hits. You know. So uh, I was missing that. And uh, even though I I thought that Mix had his best game uh, this far. And uh, he showed a bit more of what we already know about him. Like he's got a lot of good vision. He's got a good understanding. He's got experience. But again, he didn't really push the team up. He was good at the uh, defensive mid- midfield. Like uh, as a defensive midfielder. And um, the only, okay. So we were limited to what Johnny's and Loisa's were doing. Cause, uh, and, and Jan, obviously, and Lesiak's. I didn't see other players being involved. Okay, Chepa came a little bit back. He tried to help the team, but obviously when he came back, there was no one. Stokudin, Jameyana. I mean, there's, there's feeding still... scraps. Chepa was feeding off scraps yesterday. And he yeah. only had one opportunity where he had the ball in the edge of the six-yard box and he took the shot, yeah. which was deflected wide. Um, Second half. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Eric didn't get involved in the game as much as we'd have liked him to. But the thing is, what I've noticed with Eric... Um, when defenders get touched tight on him, he finds it very difficult to, to manoeuvre his way out of it. And that's not because he doesn't have the ability to do so, but because he's always doubled up. There's always two men on him. I saw him yesterday. He's got the ball on the right-hand side and he's always have to, having to turn back to look for a pass because there's nothing on in front of him and there wasn't much on square of him. 
Um, so yeah, I think going forward, we we're lacking something going forward. And I was talking to a DJ Michael yesterday, you know, uh, on on the on the Instagram chat, and I said Tiago would have been perfect for a game like this. He would have been perfect because he offers that extra bit of guile, you know. Um, but we can't dwell on the past. We can't dwell on these things. So, um, yeah, but going back to what you said, I think Shepard was feeding off scraps. Not much was happening behind him. I think when Foddy came on, he offered a little bit more than Loizo from a, from a like, more dynamism. Do you get what I'm saying? He was making those diagonal runs. He was dropping deep to collect the ball. He was making more things happen. Now, that's not a knock on Loizo. I think Loizo had a good game. Um, but I think it's that extra bit of experience well, sorry, 20 years worth of experience there, you know, that that makes Foddy a more reliable player in a game like this. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. That's why I said that uh, the only change I would have considered was maybe starting Foddy and then keeping the enthusiasm and the energy level of uh, Loizzo for a bit later on. But saying that, you know, uh, if you want to stop considering uh, Loizzo and Johnny as like the kids, you know, with the who go to the stadium with a school bus, you know, we, we have to give them minutes uh, on this level. Uh, it's the only way they're going to build their experience. It was understandable that he started him. But yeah, I mean, in all honesty, I, 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 could, I could see what you're trying to say about Fodi, even though... He wasn't as effective as I would have liked him to be. I would, uh, I expect him to to be a little bit more effective with uh, the game. But yeah, the, the question goes back to uh, if with the existing squad that we have, we can change these things. Obviously, I don't want to be too strict because uh, on the last podcast, maybe some people misunderstood what I wanted to say. It's something that I've been saying since last year as well, that I like to see the team be a little bit faster, a little bit predictable, a little bit more technical, a little bit more skillful, a little bit more variety in the, in the way that we attack, uh, push up men. I understand that this thing is close to impossible uh, to happen at this level and for a prolonged period of time, but I like to see spells of that. And like I said, I do believe in, in, in the quality of the squad, but uh, I also believe that we need to inject the squad with a couple more players, especially number 10s and especially a player who's a box-to-box who can you know, gradually replace uh, Jordi. But that's uh, if, but so maybe it's only time will tell. Uh, I, I, I do understand that uh, at the moment we seem to, even for this level uh, we're playing now, uh, we're a little bit behind. I think I, I expected us to be just a little bit more. Or you can't be in full match fitness. Obviously, the the weather doesn't help. The COVID, situ- the COVID situation doesn't help. And uh, you know, if we're comparing Omonia last year, Omonia last year, I think it was more difficult last year because if you remember, Estais and Doporafio are close to when was it? February, March, and then we February, have February end of February, wasn't it? Yeah, so we practically we for five months we weren't training as a team. We 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 didn't have any friendly games. They were training from home. The whole COVID situation was at the beginning of it, so people were more afraid. You didn't know what that was, but it seemed to me that last year the team was a little bit more ready. Now you might say, okay, you started off with Ararat and then you played against. Um, uh, Arthur, Legia, uh, yeah, and then Legia Warsaw, but 
what I'm trying to say, we seem to have uh, a bit more energy last year at the same time. And don't forget that last year, all three European games went to extra time. Huh? Don't forget about that. So we played uh, 120 minutes rather than 90. Those, so, those extra, that extra half an hour contributes to the match fitness. I mean, it, it drains their energy levels, but in terms of match fitness, it, it, it contributes. But then you've got to factor in the flights because they're flying to and from Armenia, to and from Poland. It was only the, the Red Star game really where it was at home. And then Olympia was just around the corner, really. Yeah, but, but still what I'm trying to say, is it seems to me that last year we were a little bit more prepared on a physical point of view, even though, like I said, we hadn't played uh, for five months in a, an official game. So I don't know if it's something we have to look into because obviously you're judging at the time now. Uh, they had 20 games under the belt. We had uh, four or five. So obviously you can't be at the same level and it would have been a different story if we had 20 games uh, and they had five or six. But it is what it is. We're, ju we're judging what we're seeing at the moment. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm hoping that either with the existing squad or with some other players are going to come in because at this point, you know, one or two players can make a whole lot of difference, whether that be uh, new signings or even players that, you know, like we've mentioned, either Kusu, Yai, Yuste, uh, Johnny and Loizu, a bit more match fitness. Um, when we see Eric going back to what we're used to him seeing, because he's been, the truth is he's been struggling these last two couple of games. He's been, I mean, I, I can't, blame him or say he hasn't tried 100%, but he hasn't been as effective going up, especially because defensively he's been tracking back. He's giving a lot. He's giving 100%. But like I said, my, my main issue is uh, that we should create more. We should be more effective, more clinical. It's, it's things I repeat over and over again. And yeah. Yeah, but you know what? The thing is that, and you know what? I love Shehu. I love the guy. And, you know, he's such a nice guy. But yesterday... He had a terrible game. He had a terrible game. And I know people are going to say to me, oh, yeah, it wasn't that bad. But all right. On the one hand, Flora were doing exactly what Dinamo were doing. Every time they got the ball from a goalkeeper or a central, central defender, they played those diagonal balls straight at Shehu. Now, I don't know whether they saw him as a weakness in terms of maybe he's not good in the air. Maybe he can get him. But the first chance that Flora had when... Um, Sapinen, you know, when he, when he took the shot and uh, Fabi made that fantastic save. That all started from our side, from their left, our right-hand side. Because Shehu was standing off the fullback and no one was tracking the, the winger that made, made the run in behind him. And that's when it all started. Then they had the opportunity, which, which uh, the keeper saved. And then in the second half, the beginning of the second half, not two minutes into the second half, Shehu gets the ball on the right-hand side and he plays this cross-field ball across the penalty area to Right, My heart was in my mouth. I was like, what are you doing? And see, this is what I'm saying. Like, I can't remember if he was being pressed. I can't, I, I, I can't remember that passage because all I was thinking was like, fuck, we're going to score. And I, I didn't look at the replay properly. And I should have done because it would give me a more of a fair assessment to what he was doing. But... I'm thinking, what are you doing? Like, you're an experienced player, man. Not only are you an experienced player playing a ball which could cause you trouble, you're putting pressure on Banayodu that's just come on. You know? He's just come on. He hasn't played 45 minutes. He's just come on. Why are you playing that ball? 
and like I said, there's there's a few mistakes that he made yesterday. I was thinking, all right, okay, he's not having a good game, and I, I'm, I'm going to give him a blight because he was fantastic last season. But what I will say, and I know people are going to get on my back for this, because of Shehu playing at right back, we're not getting the best out of Eric. And it goes back to what we said about Harris uh, the season before last. When Harris was there with Eric, Eric was fantastic because he had someone overlapping him all the time. There was always that additional support. Yesterday, as I was saying, Eric was turning and looking backwards and Shehu was 10, 15 yards behind him. Now, if Harris was there, or if Salti was there, and this is what I'm getting at, if Salti was there, he'd be making those overlapping runs, which would then mean that one of those two players that were on Eric, they would have to track the run, which will mean that Eric can either beat the man or go inside. So it's all tactical. Shehu isn't a natural right back. That's not his position. He's been brilliant. Don't get me wrong. I'm not shitting on the guy. For anyone watching, I'm not shitting on him. He had a bad game yesterday. But I think long-term, he isn't our right-back. He's a central midfielder. Bye-bye, my daughter's going. Bye, have fun today. I love you too. Hi there, go. I'm talking. I'm talking, go. I'm I'm not even going to edit this bit out. Fuck it. These things happen. But as I was saying, he's not... He's a a central midfielder or he's a right-winger. He isn't a full-back. And I think that could be the main weakness for us going into this uh, this new campaign um i'm not overly concerned about the cent- central defensive issue because lang and Huberchan or lang and Yuster or lang and banoyodo they they can hold their own but that right back area that that's just my main concern and like i said i'm not shitting on shehu i love the guy i just think that looking at things from a from a different perspective maybe it's because he had a bad game and i'm just but i don't know man what what, what do you think Okay, listen, it, go, it goes, it, it, this is a, a tactical decision, okay? Uh, obviously, uh, as an Omonia fan and as a fan that likes to see the team push up, you want to have the respective thing you, you have with Lesiax on the left, you want to have it on the, on the right. For example, Marinos and, he, and uh, Lesiax were, had a better understanding on, on the left-hand side rather than Shehu and uh, Eric, obviously. And yes, we saw the best of Eric when he had Harris uh, play with him that first season, that both of them were uh, first season for Eric. It wasn't the first season for Harris. But it seems to me that uh, this is a a choice made by Mr. Berg, obviously. Uh, And um, even though I agree with what you're saying, I don't see how it's going to change because don't forget, we also had a player with similar characteristics to Harris, which was Joel Pereira, a Portuguese guy who we signed from Doxa. And uh, he was a similar type of uh, right fullback that, you know, he would take the whole line and he would overlap and he would cross the ball uh, into the area and he would help. And uh, they they didn't really um, give him much of a chance. So he left and, and then he, he also uh, did the same with, with Harris. So practically we were left with Shehu who, I also believe that he, he would be of more uh, more useful playing uh, in the middle of the park, especially now that we're missing Busu as well. We need that extra energy. He's, a, he's better defensively than anyone in, in the middle of the park. And uh, up until Hambo gets the experience, he, he can't be considered a, a first choice there. I mean, it would have been unfair in case 
we used Hambo at this stage uh, of time. And I think he, he wasn't even in the squad yesterday, Hambo, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, yeah, I agree that it limits not only uh, us being threatening from our right-hand side, but it doesn't help uh, Eric uh, play at his full potential. But uh, I think that Berg knows that better than we do. And uh, yeah, Sheo for me is defend defensively, he's solid as a rock, but pushing up, he's not as efficient, and he seems to struggle to be able to link with Eric and become a little bit more aggressive and threatening. And yes, maybe we could push up numbers, but he's not effective when it comes to the final pass, to to the cross, to the assist, to. I mean, uh, even looking at the season last year, the only assist he had was against Danorfosis, I think. When that was his played, best uh, game. That was his best yeah. game. But, but the, the reason it was the best game is because he had the balance in both uh, lines. But yeah, I, I don't think that now uh, Shew uh, can ever become that player. He's a, he's a really good player when you want to defend, when you want to, you know, don't want to push up, you want to... But yeah, when, when you want to have that... Um, variety in the way you're you're attacking you're basically li limiting yourself by your by your own choice you know this is what i think the, the thing is it's like um it seems to me that he's been an emergency right back but he's kind of made it his his own position um but look i, I think um look, I, Sati will make that position his own eventually. He's another one that needs time. He needs uh, to understand how we play. But seeing him play this season, when he's come on to make those cameo appearances, he's got the ingredients to be our long-term right-back. He loves to get forward. He loves to overlap. He can deliver crosses in the box. He can defend. He's got energy. Um, I think he's got everything needed to be a success in that position. And I think perhaps... Henningberg isn't playing him because he hasn't got that experience as, as an Omonia player and perhaps he doesn't know our, our, our system. Um, but as I said, you know, as much as I love Shehu and he's been fantastic for us, you can't have an emergency right back as your regular right back. He needs to be in the middle of the park. And I think we're going to see a lot of that this season. I think we're going to see a lot of rotation. Um, he gives us options. And I know you mentioned Gusu. We don't know his his situation with the, with the injury. We don't know. We can't really comment on that either. Um, but we need more bodies. Now, I don't know whether there's going to be more reliance on youngsters this season because we've seen Evangelo now. We've seen Sava given opportunities coming off the bench. Um, even some of the academy players uh, played in the friendly the other week uh, the after the Dinamo game, and they did pretty well. But they're not ready to be regulars. They're not ready to be playing first team football yet um but yeah look we, we i think we're, we're deviating from the game yesterday to be honest man um but sorry but now 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 that you said now that you said that i i also going back to what we we're saying uh, earlier about the energy levels and how ready and prepared we were last year you remember we were playing a game with with uh 11 players and then in cyprus we would rotate seven eight nine players yeah. so they had practically a week uh, to rest those uh, first choice players for the we had a different squad for Europe and a different squad for 
Cyprus, but with Sheurefile, uh, I think that, okay, we, we, we considered Sheur uh, as a, probably a defensive midfielder when we signed him last year because we had Haris, and no one really expected that Haris uh, was going to end the way it did with him because everything we're hoping that we can get from Salti, I think we had it with Haris. Mm. You know, and uh, he had the experience and he, he, he played on a higher level. He played in England. He played in um, Croatia, I think. He played with Panathinaiko. He played Champions League. But, yeah, we keep on going back to the players that are not here with us and uh, it's a bit unfair for the players who are there. I think that, you know, actually, Sheu did play most of his games as a right back. And we've, we've I think we've misinterpreted uh, that because even in Turkey... And for the Nigerian national team, he plays as right back. So does he? I thought he was exactly, more of a right yeah. winger more than anything. No, he did. He did play that position, but if you if you check, most of his appearances uh, have been as a right back. But yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a right back with a lot of different characteristics. He's not like a modern fullback, like the Brazilian school of of backs are. You know that. Uh, push up and they can take the line and they feel comfortable. He's more comfortable defending and, and you know that. He's a no-nonsense guy. Uh, it's very difficult to beat him. But okay, he 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 uh, he's allowed to have an off game because he's been absolutely... Well, of course, man. I, uh, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not tearing yeah, into no, him. I understand. I, I mean, I, I, I've, been, I've been a lot more critical for other players uh, and uh, we all know how supportive you are and I don't think that someone is going to misinterpret or misunderstand what you're trying yeah, to say. Again, <laughs> 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 it's, 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 yeah. it's something that we've been saying over and over and over and over again. It's are, a match of the whole you, team. Are you concerned with the opportunities that Flora created yesterday? I know they had a, uh, Vasiliev's had a couple of shots. Uh, Sapinen had a goal this allowed. He was clearly offside for that one. There was that opportunity that he had. But they were very aggressive going forward, especially in the second half. And one of the viewers, who's actually a, a Flora fan, he was actually watching the game live, but also yeah. watching the stream. And he was saying that Flora are a, are a second half team. And we saw that. I think, in, in, to be honest, the first 10, 15 minutes of the second half, we saw that. Um, they got men forward. They're moving the ball quicker. Are you... As I said, are, are, you, are you concerned? Are you worried with how easy they got in behind us sometimes obviously i am and this has been a characteristic uh, that's uncharacteristic of omonia uh, the last couple of years uh, teams can easily attack us maybe uh, it's not translated to a lot of chances but you know it, i don't know the word in english in greek is prohypothesis um it, it, it's something before it becomes a, a chance, you know? Yeah, it, yeah. It, so it's, it, a, it's, a, it's a build-up. It's the, yeah, uh, the, the pre... Um, yeah, the pre-come, the pre as they say in porn. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that, that's the one I think everyone understands what we're trying to say. So, um, yeah, it, it, it concerns me, um, like I said, but um, I think that uh, when we have our first choices, we should judge the team when all our first choices are, are are ready. But because we're talking about the game now and we're playing on Tuesday, yes, it does concern me. We, we, we give the ball really easily. We lose the 50-50s. We're not as uh, 
solid. We're not as physical uh, as we were used to. We're not as concentrated as we were used to the team being. Uh, and and that plays a role in the confidence as well of, of some of the players. And uh, yeah, the 1-0 the, the victory does give you an advantage, but that's like a very slim advantage. And uh, I'm expecting a different team uh, floor up because eventually they're going to have to attack more. And that might be a good thing for us because... Um, uh, it falls right into our hands there. It falls no, right into yeah. our hands because I think last season when we played the derby games where we got men behind the ball and hit teams on the counter-attack, we were very potent. You know, how many derby games did we win last season? In comparison yeah, don't, to don't forget that last year we had, uh, when, when we did do that, it was a point where we changed our formation to 4-4-2 and, and we put Ernest in that pocket of space where we managed to eventually use his ability, which was his speed to get in between the players. Mm -hmm. And uh, and Kusu was on fire at the, at the moment. And, and, and Jordi seemed a lot more relaxed and he could concentrate more, more on uh, building the game and creating chances. Whereas now he seems to be a bit, I'm not going to say lost, but he still needs to get a, a bit more, uh, play a bit, few more games with mix in the middle of the park. They need to uh, separate the roles a, a little bit more. Uh, and we're still at a stage where we're learning, but whatever it is, whatever the excuses are, uh, we need to go through to the next round because we're going to, that means directly that we're going to uh, get a spot on the conference uh, group stages. At well, least. If, we, if we get knocked out, we play a playoff in the conference, don't we? Yeah, there could be Shamrock yeah. Rovers. Is it Shamrock Rovers or some other team? Uh, is it Shamrock Rovers? Um, I yeah, I, I, um, yeah, I, I, we need to check. I, I think if, if if we do go to the next round, we're playing against Antwerp. Antwerp yeah, from, from, from Belgium. Yeah, and they're, they're, they're yeah, like second from bottom. They're, they're, they're second from bottom in their league at the moment. They're not doing too well. Uh, how how many games have they played? Do you know, and they're Three, playing either so. is it Shamrock and Delta from Albania, I think, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but anyway, um, as I was saying about the the second leg, I'm expecting Flora to be a little bit better. They're obviously going to be at the home ground. Uh, the, the temperature is going to help our team as well because, you know, there's a lot of people saying, oh, you know, uh, they're going to come to RCB and we're going to play 37 degrees with uh, humidity and they're going to die. And yes, we do we do train every day. Omonia trains every day around that time. So they're a bit more used to the temperature, but really, is it something you, you get used to, Refile? Yeah. I mean... Uh, exactly, exactly. So, and the thing is, when I was talking to Trevor on the, on the podcast the other day, he was saying, well, the weather does get similar in Estonia. Okay, it's more humid in Cyprus, but the weather is is similar. So it's not as if it's going to affect uh, Flora because they're used to playing... With, with that kind of thing, so it's it, there's no. Yeah, but I, th I, th I think it's going to be around twenty degrees there. And yesterday it was th thirty-seven. I mean, also I'd lift up my cup to drink water, and I get fucking sweat patches all over me. So yeah, but anyway, it is what it is. I'm, I'm I'm hoping. I don't know if we can change. If we've got time to change, obviously we have to wait and see if. Um, um, uh, Hubo Chan, uh, let's hope that his injury is not 
serious. I mean, I don't see how he's going to be ready because he, he seemed to be struggling. He was holding his shoulder like he got a knock at the beginning and then for till the end of the half, he was you could see him, he was holding his shoulder. And uh, let's just hope that it's not something that uh, is going to keep him out for quite some time. And from that point onwards, I don't know if, um, I don't see how Gusu or Yayi are going to be ready for the game. Obviously, uh, or Yuste is going to be a little bit more ready. So I don't know if he's going to go with the experience of Yuste or start um, Banayodu, which like I said, I, I, I think he's, he shows to be more mature than his age. Yeah. I mean, if he's comfortable, he's cool. He didn't make any, you know, errors uh, of an inexperienced player. We still, we still the the favorites to go through. Not by much, though. No, but we're still the favorites, and uh, it's up to us to go to the next round. Yeah, and I think if we um. We, we, I know it's all cliche, but the first 10-15 minutes are, are vital because we scored in the first 10-15 minutes yesterday and the first 10-15 min, minutes of the second leg, we can't concede. We can't concede. We can't give away set pieces because they're dangerous from corners. Very dangerous. Um, they're going to try and dictate the tempo. We need to keep the fans quiet. Um, and I think we have the capabilities to do it. I think when it comes to games like this, we uh, our players play better under pressure. That's what I believe. They play better under pressure because they're kind of like uh, under the cosh. They're, they're, they're put in a corner and they're asked to, to get out of it. And I think going into a game with, with only a one goal lead, Flora aren't saying, oh, you know, we, we, this is done and dusted. They're, they're saying, well, we get an early goal. We're going to go for the throat. I don't expect us to, to go and start the game on the front foot. I expect the first 15, 20, 25 minutes to be a bit scrappy like it was in this game. Um, and if we can go into halftime nil-nil, that's when uh, we'll, they have to come at us. Right? That, that's it. They have to come at us. And that's that's when we're going to exploit them, hopefully. So, um, yeah, I don't know what else to, to say about this game. I think overall it was a, it was a good win. I wouldn't say the performance was great. The players know this, but Henningberg said in the in the press conference that it was always going to be a difficult game. Yeah. Um, but the fact is, we got the win. That's all that matters. And then uh, we, we build on it. Yeah, exactly, man. I don't think that we have to... There's no need to say uh, more things about the game. Uh, we, we covered it. I'm pretty sure that you... Um, I spoke about the game yesterday on your watch-along. You put up some stories so we don't want to repeat the same things over and over again uh, just as a conclusion uh, I'm going to say the same thing that uh, there is no such thing as an ugly win or a bad win it's, it's always a win obviously if uh, the away goals uh, counted it would have been a bigger advantage but it is what it is this is what we have to get used to now uh, saying that I do believe that we, we can score away from home for sure uh, if we have to, and uh, but it's not going to be uh, uh, an easy night like uh, most of our of our nights from watching Omonia, you know, not stress free. But uh, it's up to us. It's up to us to go to the next round and uh, guarantee a spot in the European group stages, whether that be 
the conference or if we progress maybe the Europa League, which is the higher target. But all in all, we'll have to wait and see till Tuesday. But we're going to go with the same squad, not a lot of differences. And let's just hope that, you know, our concentration uh, is going to be better. Our energy level is going to be better, even though I doubt it. We played the game yesterday, today, probably they're going to need to rest. Then um, Saturday and Sunday, they might train. Monday, they have to get on a plane and travel to another country. So we've only got a couple of days of training and uh, trying to correct our mistakes. But like I said, we're, the most, we're more experienced than them. We've got more experienced players. Uh, we've got a score that gives us a, an advantage. I mean, it does give whether it's uh, a small or a big one, it's, it's an advantage, the fact that we won. So let's just hope that uh, on Tuesday when we we're going to probably be doing a watch along. I don't know how easy it's going to be because of the because of the lag, yeah. No, because of the lag. But anyway, anyway, maybe I'll I'll jump on in the half time, yeah, half time, half time, whatever. Anyway, if you let let's wrap it up, man. There you go. So that's it for another edition of the No Trophies podcast. We've got one foot into the next round, one foot into the conference league. I don't know what that means from a financial perspective, but. Hey, every penny counts, as they say. We won't be shopping at uh, at the will be shopping at Alfa Mega, I guess. There you go. So that's it for another edition. I'm, I've been Stel. Follow us on Instagram. I'm at Shaysel. He's at Roy Nochoftes. Hit uh, subscribe, like, tell your nunna. Till next time, Roy. I'm a shilaka. Eto. <laughs>